Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. The cross and the empty tomb. These are pictures of God's love and grace for sinners. But only for those sinners who repent and trust in the work of Christ on their behalf. For those sinners who do not repent and exercise faith, the cross and the empty tomb become a fire of judgment. In the Western church today, regrettably, we tend to overemphasize the first and neglect the second. And the reason that we seem to do that is because we don't like the division that the whole message brings. It seems like we abhor the thought that judgment awaits anyone unless they are just very, very, very wicked in our definition of wickedness. But when we think like this and when we allow our life to be shaped by it, it dishonors God. Because you see, by his own perfect will... He has established that Jesus' saving work, which is represented by the cross and the empty tomb, that they have become the dividing wall of humanity and eternity. Jesus speaks here in verse 50 of his immersion into humanity's sin. Now when he was talking about it here, it had not yet taken place. But such then was his anguish as he was seeing it come closer and closer each day that he lived. He could see himself as the spotless lamb of God who would be immersed into the darkness of human depravity where he would then bear the unfathomable wrath of the Father for the sins of humanity. Yes, as he did this, it would bring him joy as sacrifice, his sacrifice would bring many sinners into the light of God's grace, but just as much, it would also seal the tormenting fate of those who rejected that grace. And you see, for the most part, the people he was ministering to were already there. They were already wasting the opportunity that his life, his death, and his resurrection would offer them. Well, that brings me this morning to truth point number one. I would like you to take careful note of it. It says that when Jesus spoke these words, they were words of confrontation and warning. Now, having actually endured the baptism that he spoke of, they have become words of hope for some. They have become words of death to others. The Apostle Paul speaks of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 15 through 16. He writes, our lives, and when he says our lives, he's he's referring there to believers who uh, proclaim the gospel. So those are the lives he's talking about. He says, our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are life-giving perfume. 
I come back to the idea that Jesus' words that he spoke to these people on that day, they were words of confrontation and warning, but they have now become words of hope for some and words of death for others. Now, the reality of Paul's words that I just read for you help us understand what Jesus says next as we come to verses 51 through 53. As I look at those verses, I think of the many scriptures that, um, that say that the Messiah is the Prince of Peace and that he has come to give peace to humanity. But then I read Jesus' comments here and it seems like those other scriptures and the words that Jesus now are speaking stand in stark contrast one with the other. In verse 51, Jesus says, Do you think I have come to give peace on earth? Well, obviously, that's what the people he was ministering to were thinking about the Messiah in general. More specifically, they, they were expecting the Messiah would bring peace universally to Israel. They were focused upon themselves and their heritage and their race and their nationality. But here's the catch. The peace that God's Messiah would bring was never contingent upon nationality, upon race, upon ethnicity, or upon what family you belong to, nor was his peace ever going to be contingent upon the supposed moral character that one might achieve. Truth point number two speaks to this, and it says that peace with God and the peace of God are gifts from God, exclusively given to those who embrace his Messiah, receiving by faith his righteousness as their own. And this right here, this point that I've just made, to turn to Jesus or to turn away from Jesus is what brings the division that Jesus is speaking of in verse 51. You know, nothing runs deeper in the soul of man than the basis upon which one believes they can find peace with God. Those who, whose spiritual eyes have been opened to the reality that it can be found only in a repentant faith relationship with Jesus find themselves in a position where they can never affirm for family and friends that there is any other way. And this posture creates a barrier between the truth of exclusivity being that salvation is in Christ alone, by faith alone, and the falseness of inclusivity that says all roads lead to God. And Jesus slammed the door on that when he revealed that he alone was the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one could come to the Father except through him. John 14, 6. So it is this issue of how one finds peace with God that, that brings strife between people, between fathers and sons, between mothers and daughters. And as we look at this and consider what Jesus is saying, on the surface it would seem that Jesus is more of a divider than a uniter. But make no mistake, Jesus is a peacemaker. He is a uniter, but listen to me carefully now. That work of peacemaking and uniting is focused exclusively 
on bringing peace and unity between sinful man and holy God. When we come outside of that parameter, when we come outside of that focus, we find then that the work of Christ generates strife and division among people. Well, as we move to verses 54 through 59, we find Jesus offering two illustrations that highlight the lack of spiritual discernment that existed among the people of his day. And the interesting thing about the people of his day was that um, they saw themselves as being spiritually alert. They saw themselves as ones who could guide others to God. But As we see, as we go through the gospel record, they were very blind and they were very off track. And so Jesus confronts them about their inability to discern the nature of the times and also that of the threat that faced them. Looking at verses 54 through 56, we consider the nature of the times in which they were living. You know... (laughs) the nature of the times in which we are living today, uh, we hear the word unprecedented a lot, don't we? I mean, it seems like almost every commercial and newscast, they talk about the unprecedented times in which we live. And yet the fact is that the times we are living in today are not that unprecedented. Just go back in your history book and you will find many crises. You will find many health pandemics. So this is not unprecedented. But there was only one time when God took on human flesh and lived among his creation. And the people that Jesus addressed here were experiencing that. And that means they truly were living in unprecedented times. And yet, despite that fact, they could not discern that they were living in unprecedented times. Jesus uh, spoke to them about how they could see a cloud rising in the west and they would be able to discern that rain was coming. Uh, they would feel a wind blowing from the south, and they could discern that, that scorching heat was on the way. And yet, when they heard Jesus speak the wisdom of God, or saw him control the spirit realm, or saw him heal the leper, or saw him raise the dead, or witnessed him feeding over 5,000 people with a, a boy's lunch, they discerned absolutely nothing. They were totally blind to all the prophecies that they had studied for years. The time of the Messiah's visitation was literally in their face. And they seemed to have no understanding that anything was different. And then as we come to verses 57 through 59, we see that they failed to discern the threat that was coming down upon them. To help them understand that threat, Jesus drew a picture, a verbal picture. He talked about a man who had gone afoul with the law and was under investigation of the local magistrate. It would seem, based on Jesus' words, that this, this man had, uh, had done something relating to financial debt, and this was what he was being investigated for. And what we know about the legal system in that day was this, that If the magistrate found enough evidence of guilt, uh, he would turn the accused over to the judge. 
And if the judge found the accused guilty, then he would hand the offender over to the officer of the prison. And the officer of the prison then would be tasked with keeping that person chained in bondage up until they had paid the last cent of their debt. Now, what was Jesus' point in talking about this? His point was this, that a discerning person would confess their guilt right up front to the magistrate. Instead of waiting to go to the judge, instead of taking a risk there in the court, a discerning person would, 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 would confess their guilt and would seek to work out a means of restitution with the magistrate rather than feigning innocence and going before the judge where the verdict would be final and irreversible. And in this, Jesus was really painting a picture of all humanity, wasn't he? Because we all owe a debt. It's called sin. And when it comes to our debt, we have two options. We can seek to acknowledge our debt, the reality of it, and seek forgiveness now. Or we can wait and stand before the judge and plead our innocence. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission. On Mission.